Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet. My name is Derek, and this is The Dane and Derek Show, or just Dane and Derek, whatever you want to call it these days. This is our little show where we talk about art, Dungeons and Dragons, life and ma and more. With me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I'm a musician sometimes. Most days. Most days I do that. Um, and uh, I, I, I have formerly been a podcaster, a lover of tabletop RPGs, current law clerk, not really a law student because it's summertime when we're recording this which Ay. instead means i have a nine to five at a law firm Ay. so not that much of a break but it's good <laughs> yeah do you have a an update from the danger zone <laughs> yeah yeah um so i'm working for a uh, the technical term is a boutique law firm it means okay. basically like less than five um attorneys uh so it's like super specialized small um the firm i work for is the partner paralegal me and a um secretary um so it's super intense in in the weeds work um and i really like the attorney i work for she's brilliant and pretty inspiring um and just wicked cool a little scary um Got a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, when I make my mistakes, as all people do, uh, you know, I know it. Um, I am I am informed, um, but I have never felt um, unfairly so. And I know some people who've gotten like, they're not in good places right now for their summer work. So I'm like, feel lucked out. I feel like I lucked out. Um, gotcha. But I'm really liking doing the actual work, even though it's kind of like, uh you know that you know, I, I don't know if you've if you did a ton of um restaurant work but like when you start out doing restaurant work there's all these like side jobs you know like busing and hosting and uh and stuff like that that are doing all of the work that makes the waiting tables job happen you know mm-hmm. and and people who wait tables especially the people who do a good job at it they do some busing and they do some hosting. Like they still do some of that. Um, I feel like that again. I feel like I'm I'm doing the law equivalent of busing tables while I watch and hope that I get to be a to wait table someday. Um, uh... And so it's like it's it, it feels like a good place to be, um, and it definitely makes me both very much want to like get back to school and be like I got to like I just gotta like pound this the fuck out and like just like get it done. And at the same time it makes me never want to go back because, you know, I'm getting paid again and, you know, I'm actually doing it. And like, it's not theoretical. Like I, I like all of that. So it's a, it's a weird place to be. Um, and I'm getting the feeling that's just, this is just how I'm going to kind of perpetually feel for the next two years mm-hmm. um, with an ever increasing side towards get me the hell out of school so I can go work a job um, ever getting ever stronger as I go, you know? That's awesome. That's a good like metric and gauge to have. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty pleased with it. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's been it's been good. Um, 
and in the other aspects of life, you know, I'm, I've still got my, my ongoing home D and D game. That's pretty OSR. Um, as far as five, E can get OSR. Uh, there's a couple more things I could do to crank it that way, but, um, and that's been great. And, you know, I'm writing most days and, um, I've actually, here's, here's a little bit of news on that front. Um, I'm starting to shop around for editors. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And that's for your novel, right? Um, currently or... for my novel, I think I might also have that for my novella as well. Gotcha. Um, and I'm hoping to finish one more book before I start, take the next step after that, which is start looking for somebody to be an agent. Um, Very nice. Which would be the next one after that. But like progress, there's progress. It's very slow because it's not the main thing I do with most of my time every day, but it is. um, I'm feeling good about my balance between these things right now, honestly. Mm. Um, Because I can take my time and go at the pace I need to go to get the work done the way I want it done in terms of the novel and and writing and, and finding the right agent and working towards getting published without any added pressure of like, God, I am making no money. There's no forward progress in other aspects of my life, those sorts of things. And that has been really good. Mm. We'll have to do a separate episode talking about that balance. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I could definitely use some of that right now in my life. <laughs> Fair enough. That sounds like a good segue to see, uh, how are you doing with film update? Yeah, I mean, film stuff has been busy. We've been in kind of the thick of filming the doc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of getting footage and a lot of meetings discussing budgets and how we're going to f- fully finance the thing, as well as just like a lot of figuring out, like, who are we going to interview? How are we going to interview them? When are we going to interview them? Mm-hmm. And something that I haven't really had the chance to do before is... Like, I guess, like, do research. Uh-huh. Like, I've done, like, Googling and read books on topics that I was interested in writing about, but I've never, like, just sat down and, like, talked with people and, mm-hmm. like, listened and, like, basically pre-interviewed them. Yeah. And so we're kind of starting to figure out what that would look like. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah. It Sounds- feels... Yeah. Oh, it sounds a little uh, bit like you're building the plane while you're in the air, but... Yeah. That, and that I, sounds like every film. <laughs> yeah, and I think... And I think that's what's been uh, the most interesting part about the the dock, at least, has been building the plane, but it's moving a lot slower than some of the other film projects. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of the other film projects I've definitely let go by the wayside, and I'm a little bummed about that, but, um, you know, kind of working through that. I think outside of, like, film stuff, I've been really trying to prioritize, like, Staying healthy, getting sleep, yeah. going to the gym, eating right. I discovered I'm allergic to shellfish. That was oh. a thing. Um, How bad? Um, like bad enough that I should shouldn't eat shellfish ever again. Well, uh, yeah, that, But they, you know, they they gave me an epipen. Um, they told me that like like basically I had a my lips swelled up, uh-huh. and and they were like that's like one step away from anaphylaxis. So yeah, like you're pretty lucky. So just just avoid it. Um, so that's been very interesting to kind of work through new. I, I, I don't, it's one of, it's one of those things where like they, it was probably one of those things I was always allergic to. It just over time 
got worse. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's what the doctor theorizes because they thought maybe it was because like I'm sensitive to dust and maybe I was allergic to dust because if you're allergic to dust, you are most likely allergic to shellfish because it's the same mite. Huh. Yeah. But it turns out I'm not allergic to dust mites. I'm just allergic to shellfish. Um, so, hmm. and specifically it's shrimp and lobster, um, not crab. Um, but because of shellfish and the nature of it, cross-contamination just, is very regular. So yeah. 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 Huh. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. So that happened. I'm also allergic to most kinds of trees and grasses and animals, but I knew that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew that growing up. Um, but I did not know just how many, um, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they showed me a list and I'm basically, I'm like, out of like the 90 things they tested, I'm allergic to like 85 of them Oh my! Uh, to, in varying degrees. And they were like, yeah, you know, most things like, you know, like taking Benadryl and doing and, you know, taking a Zyrtec will fix this. But if mm-hmm. you really want to fix it, you know, like we have plant with there's things you can do. And um, it, it's been interesting kind of. uh exploring like what that is but i think for the most part i'm probably just going to continue just taking my regular allergy meds and just accepting that when i travel i'm <laughs> gonna be knocked out the first day um with a benadryl just to adjust and acclimate um build it in your trips yep yeah. so hey yeah it just means more vacation but oh, yeah. um so yeah it's just been a lot of that um and then uh yeah a lot of that and I think just trying to make sure it's mostly been like, and this is something we can talk about in a separate episode, but trying to find ways to carve out time has been difficult as of late. <sighs> Tell me and about it. Like I, I pre-ordered tears of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so it was installed on my switch on May 12th. Yep. It is now this episode. We're recording it on July 5th and it will be coming out on July 5th. Um, so, we don't have an episode for today so yeah. sorry folks that it's coming out at like Whoops. 10 p.m um you know if that's any evidence of how life has been for us um but point being it's been well over a month and a half and i have not managed to even open tears of the kingdom um I yeah even, yeah it's it's just been like that's it's just me. been time that's <laughs> me with diablo i i've gotten to play oh. it but like I've got like a level 30 character, which for people who play Diablo know that's nothing, but that means I've sunk nothing into the game. Really? Um, Yeah. The game, the typical, like it's, I don't exactly remember what the level cap for Diablo four is, but it's, it's, you know, it's like one of, it's one of those really high ones, like your level eighties, level 100, 120 sort of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, like 30 isn't even hit like a soft cap on anything, you know, like I okay. don't even have all of the abilities unlocked. Um, okay, so it's like an it's like a Soulsborne game, like or a Souls-like game where like the level cap's like 100 or something. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, mechanically it's nothing like a Souls game, but in terms of like what leveling actually means, yeah, it's it's nothing like D&D or something where, you know, like being 10th level is like a huge fucking deal. Right, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say level 30, that's like max level in 5th edition D&D, right? Oh, no. 30's fourth. max level in 4th, right? 4th, yeah. Yeah, that was the one that let you go to 30 for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why, but... 4th uh, hey. is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I ha- I've barely gotten a chance to touch it, and it's just like, it's not even like... 
it's just yeah carving out time all right well yeah. two episode ideas carving out yeah. time and the the one about the balance between yeah yeah awesome mm-hmm. cool we figured it out yeah look forward and, to those folks yeah. and a third once i've played tears of the kingdom and once you've played more diablo yeah <laughs> indeed um but today yes today those are none of the topics we are discussing um, for the remainder of your time here today, we will be discussing bubble density in beverages. Right, which to me, I, I I don't know where this episode has come from, and I'm very curious. I've actually been weirdly excited all afternoon to be like, what is this about? Because I didn't even I didn't even ask. Derek was just like, we're going to talk about bubble density in beverages, and I'm like, fuck yeah! All right, we're going to do that. Like, yeah. I don't know what he has to say about this, but I want to hear what it is. So I'm going to get out of the way. You tell me about this because I don't get it, but I'm excited <laughs> too. Yeah. So for any person that drinks a beverage that has that is sparkling, has gas in it, has bubbles in it, has fizziness in, in it, you might have realized that sometimes you drink a beverage and you're really disappointed because it doesn't taste correct. And it's because different beverages have different textures of bubbles. And it's just the way that it's gassed, the amount of gas, the type of gas, like how much like, or I don't even know if it's type of gas, but just like basically like the way that it is processed and the way that it is made affects the way that it comes out. Like soda from a fountain at a like burger shop is going to taste different than soda that is bottled, which is going to taste different than soda that is in a can, even if it's all the same Pepsi. Right. (laughs) And it's going to taste different in a plastic bottle versus a glass. Yes, exactly. And so, and then on top of that, right, you've also now got various brands of sparkling water, sparkling wine, sparkling ciders, sparkling, um, you know, this, that. And then you now have like soda streams where you can customize your own CO2, right? Right, right. Um, And then there's like, like you've got your beers that all are tapped differently, right? And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because if your beer came out just kind of like a liquid mush. Because it's with, like you don't want, yeah, you don't want it yeah. to be flat. But that's interesting because that's not like beer isn't. It's not like CO2. It's not carbonated it's a, yeah. in the same way that mm-hmm. like Coke is. It's right. It's carbonated with like cup. nitro. It's yeah, like a nitro kind of feel. Yeah. I don't know enough about beer. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have a friend who knows so much about beer. Um Huh. And he he would he would have all the answers on that one. Huh. Okay, so so yeah, there's different bubbles and different different um, drinks. I'd also point out that like in America, I I think we are less accustomed to bubbly drinks than a lot of places. Correct. Um, you know, like when I'm over, you know, when I've been over in Europe, you know, you sit down and they ask, do you want sparkling or still water? right um yeah and like that's not that's not how people think out here right like you ask for that specifically if you want it Mm -hmm. um whereas there it's like baseline options right yes yeah it is the norm pretty much anywhere outside of the u.s kind of like the metric system um (laughs) yep (laughs) but to that degree this topic came out of in a a long, I've, we were we had an episode like I guess now years ago at this point, um, where you had mentioned like man like, I wonder what when we'll do an episode where Derek talks a lot, 
or someone mentioned that. I don't know if it was you or me or someone. Someone was talking about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is something I could talk about for a while um, because whenever there's like a, you know, like people always joke about like doing a PowerPoint party. Um, I've been to one like, of those. It's really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And this would be my topic is talking about different types of bubbles and how saying drinking LaCroix is the same as drinking Coca-Cola. It's not. And to tell any person that is drinking soda to, to drink LaCroix and that'll fix their soda drinkingness is completely wrong. It's completely two different sets of bubble textures. And for most people that drink these kinds of beverages, it has nothing to do with like it, it like the sugar isn't necessarily the problem. The caffeine isn't necessarily the problem. It's the literal like bubble texture. You can just literally physically taste the texture is different and therefore it doesn't trick your brain into realizing it's like a different kind of bubbly beverage. And so of right. course you want to go back to drinking Coke because LaCroix does not have the same bubble texture as um, Coca-Cola. And to that degree, right? If okay. you're trying to get off of that LaCroix and you're trying to drink like, you know, like San Pellegrino or whatever, that those have different bubble textures. Okay. You know? So so here's a question for you yeah. then. So I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. There's something um, in my experience softer about sodas. Correct. Whereas I find like your sparkling waters and like San Pellegrino kind of falls in there because it's, I think it, at its base, a, a sparkling water deal mm-hmm. um, or like your liquid death or whatever. I, I find those bubbles to be significantly sharper. Um, and then with beer, it's even softer than soda still. And I think that has to do with how the bubbles get in there in the first place. Yeah. Um. Am I am I right about these things? Talk. To yeah, me. I think that's a very good way to categorize it. Like soda bubbles are like big and soft, mm-hmm. and a lot of sparkling water bubbles are like small and like sharp or dense or hard almost. Yeah, and then like beer, it's like they're smaller, but they're also softer. But there's also few of them. Yeah, so it, it uses a lot less carbonation. It feels more like foam coming into being with beer. Yes, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yes, the foam is really the foam is where the bubbles go. It's it's a lot less of like sort of like um, you drink the bubble and you kind of feel a sizzle going down your throat. Yeah, um, because if you drank a beer with a sizzle going down your throat, that <laughs> that would be bad. I think that'd, that'd be, be pretty bad. Yeah, unless you're doing one of those like weird spicy beers. Yeah, which sometimes those if, hit. If you're into that, dope. I, I'm yeah. just, I don't like beer that much to begin with, so it's just mm-hmm. not great. Yeah, but um, I think that's the thing. It's like, so there's different types of like ways to kind of like, I don't know, I don't know if there's any actual like, I've done no research on the topic. I've just thought about it for many years and I have talked to people about it for many years about how like, the reason why I don't drink Perrier is because the bubble texture in Perrier, in my opinion, sucks compared to that of like Topo Chico or um, San Pellegrino or LaCroix even. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why so many people love LaCroix and it's because the bubble texture is like close enough to like a soda, but it's like still a little different. It's not mm-hmm. quite like... Like a club soda has a different bubble texture than like a LaCroix, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like, but then again, like I might even be like contradicting myself with like LaCroix because I think within the subfamily of LaCroix, there's different types of LaCroix that have different 
densities. Like the tall can LaCroix always taste better than the short can LaCroix, hands down. Right, yeah. Like, for example, with San Pellegrino, I like it in the bottle best. Like the yes. little, the little like, they almost look like potion bottles. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's great. Yeah. And, okay, so I have a question. What bubble texture do you like best? I love, I, I really like the soda bubble texture, the soft and big bubbles. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Considering how much soda I consumed as a teenager, yes. Yeah, no, that's, that tracks. That 100% yeah. tracks. Is there something that is not soda that gets those same bubbles that you found? Um, I don't know, like nitro coffee. Um, really? But I, think, but I think nitro coffee it falls into the same category as beer. Mm. Um, and so beer also it has like a softer bubble I think for me it's like I care more about having a softer bubble experience doesn't matter if they're big or small bubbles it matters that they're softer gotcha Um, and then in terms of like sparkling waters I would say it's probably a tie between like San Pellegrino and Topo Chico for me gotcha I think like LaCroix and Perrier kind of fall by the wayside and like other brands like Spindrift I, I don't really like as much. I don't really like the Costco brands. Okay. Probably the best brand that I like is bubbly. If you've mm. had those, I've had those. I'm super into liquid death right now. Really? Are yeah. they a Colorado brand? Aren't they? Yeah, I think so. They are particularly sharp though, but I like that. Mm. That's what I like in. It's why I like Sam. Like if you were to like, if I don't drink a lot of sodas of any kind these days, but if you were to like force me to drink so like a soda with like the sugar and everything, I'd be like, give me a San Pellegrino if that counts. Like mm, because I like the sharp. Ones? Yeah, like I like Coke, but it feels like drinking syrup to me. Mm. Um because of the sugar. And so what I'm kind of wondering is maybe the sugar content affects the softness of the bubbles. Cause everything we we're talking about that has soft bubbles. It's pretty high in sugars, even if they're not oh, sweet yeah. sugars. Like beer is chock full of sugars, yeah. right? Like same with like nitro coffee. Yeah. yeah I didn't even was, think about that. Yeah, I was wondering I'm wondering if like the sugar has a softening effect. Maybe not in actual chemistry, but in how we taste, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah, because now that you bring it up, like we at work we have like a nitro kombucha thing. Mm, and mm. it also has really soft bubbles that I like. But I also can like taste the sugar I'm drinking when I'm drinking the kombucha. And so, huh. Interesting. Maybe, yeah. Maybe maybe the way the sugar kind of like like works in with it. Don't we I have always, friends I that always, do chemistry? We have some. <laughs> um, well, I will say that like sugar to sweet is like a soft textured flavor to me, mm, right? Like as opposed yeah. to like bitter or sour. Um. Or, even, or salt, right? Like mm-hmm. those all have like a sharpness to them. And then for me, like it's like your savory, your umami and your um, and your sweet are like much, much softer, like really soft. And weirdly for me, heat um, outside of like the actual kick, like the sharpness is actually a very soft flavor. Like, um, like spiciness? Yeah, yeah, because it leaves mm. warmth, right? Oh, yeah. So there's like this kick and then warm after, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. So if you're if you're really if you're delicate about your spiciness and you don't do it so overwhelmingly, unless that's what you're into, um, which I am sometimes, I find that 
spiciness actually softens a meal because like after that little bit, um, your mouth will just be like warm and there's like a roundness sort of going on there. Um, so I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if that's taste or if there's like actually there's, or it's more like, if it, is it more chemical or is it more perceptive? Because by contrast, I will say I do find like, you know, your bolder kombuchas that are not super full of sugars. Cause they're not like the, um, they're not trying to be a soda. Right. Um, those bubbles tend to be sharper as does San Pellegrino. And both of those things have more bitterness and more sour in their flavor profiles. Interesting. I don't know, but I totally know what you're talking about because when you look at the bubbles in different drinks, they just, they look, look different. Like, yeah. Like I'm imagining like, you know, the, the, the iconic Coke glass that you mostly see in movie theaters, Mm -hmm. uh, advertisements for Coke. I have not seen a real one in ages. Like you can imagine, like you can imagine the bubbles like floating up, and they're huge. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you look at a beard, there are these like tiny little ones that like come up from the bottom in like little like little pip lines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like you pointing out that sugar might have something to do with it. Really, it's opened up this door significantly. Ooh, and you know, i think yeah oh, sorry you know Go what it might it. allow for because right like you if you think about like a, what a bubble is right is it's a um it's it's a pocket right and if it gets too big it's going to pop right that's how bubbles mm-hmm. work um and and like if you can create like those and see this is why i'm, I'm purely con- speculating here but like sugars might increase the amount of tension that waters liquids can hold you know, oh. like they can create like a, like a film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that has something to do with it. It's, this is really, this is actually a really interesting conversation because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking now about all the bubbly things I've had. And also like, I feel like an, like I, we need somebody else. Cause it sounds like you and I don't drink champagne at all. We don't, you know what, <laughs> you know what we should do, Dane? Mm, what? Cause like, you know how we've talked about doing weird episodes on this show and like, mm-hmm trying out different podcasts and radio formats. This might be the one where we do like a serious investigative journalistic approach to it. We interview some people that we know who do chemistry. We do a taste, our, our own taste test. And we like put together hard data and we present it in like a radio-esque format. I like it. I think we're going to be doing a bubble series. So that yes. means we need to get some of our, our probably... You know what would be interesting? I think our good friend Will Cordell would be a great person to have on about he this because he stu- has studied extensively fermentation processes and biochemistry. So I think well, he there we would go. have a good answer. We could get that friend I mentioned who knows a lot about beer on. Yes, that um, sounds great. And you know, like we could do some, we could do some other things. We could, we could do like the equivalent of, um, we could sit down with some people and have like a bunch of bubbly drinks yeah um and do some taste that this is fun let's do this yeah okay yeah i think we found our next like part one part two part three episode thing we're gonna do i think i think we have and i think that that is something to look forward in our next century of episodes 
Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Next century of episodes. Yeah. It's yeah. coming, folks. It's coming. Yeah. Literally two weeks from now will be our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not recording that episode today on July 5th. We're actually going to be recording that episode on July 17th, I believe. So mm-hmm. two days before that episode comes out. Um, and so I'll be curious, Dane, what we have to say when we hop back on the mic to talk about 100 episodes, which is, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like you've done something this long, but I certainly haven't. So huh. I, yeah, um, we'll talk, we'll talk. Yeah. yeah let's not, let's not get started. We're, we yeah. are in the pocket right now, folks. Yes. Like we are, we, we are, are like, we have done it. We've done a sub 30 minute episode. Um, We've mostly because what we've realized is this is actually a very long episode yeah. and we don't have all the prep and knowledge that we need we need experts yeah and we need we need examples or yes. subjects i don't yeah. know what to call the bubbly we drinks. need to go to the whiteboard and make a plan yes we do this is it turns out is an introduction it's a teaser for it's what's teaser. coming yeah um, bubble density number one bubble density number one however we have 45 seconds so let's get uh let's get this done before then are you ready okay yes all right everybody you can now follow me on my website benningfilms.com and yeah follow the show at dane and derek everywhere and tweet at us or instagram at us if you want to if you know a soda expert okay dane go yes if you know a soda expert let us know um uh is where you can find all my shit i haven't posted in ages there all right thank you everyone <laughs> goodbye <laughs> we'll see you bye <laughs> out here on the sand not far from land sure